got blood, we've got destroyers, so you know what that means. Welcome to another exciting episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, Sev. Afternoon, Brian. Afternoon, AEW Galaxy. I brought a stable along this week, and it consists of Vader, the Million Dollar Man, Cactus Jack, and our very own Brian. Uh-oh. And it's called, I brought a cactus, called it Brian, because it's a bit of a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you're dumb. Yeah, I am. I got my own stable last week, so you get a stable this week. You know what? I appreciate it. And I'm in good company. Vader, you know? It's time. It's time. It's Vader. Time, 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 time. Good theme. And then uh, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley. Who was the other one? Million Dollar Man. Oh, there you go. Ted DiBiase. (laughs) (laughs) You can kind of do that laugh. Yeah, yeah. We're a good company. Nailed it. Nailed it. Special shout out to Occam's Laser for the excellent intro theme to the podcast. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed there. Please take a moment to do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you chose to listen to us on and drop a quick rating and review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload to Quirks Wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. Said we missed the big RPG era meetup in Texas this past uh, this past weekend. The big RPG era meetup. It was just three people, but still. <laughs> it was Bedroth, Shukapal, Bedro- and Jexax. Bedroth, and Jexax. Yeah, speaking of Jexax. Mm-hmm. The Texas, the Texas trio. The Texas yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they ran into Lance Archer or Dustin Rhodes down there while they were uh, having lunch. I'm sure someone was Dustin Rhodes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Sev. We got some, we got a lot of shit to talk about on the show today. This is going to be a jam-packed episode. Roughly, you know, fitting everything in in the same amount of time we usually always do so we are just going to be blasting through news and information here left and right because it is going to be a very very strong week for AEW and we're coming off of a of a week that wasn't that bad either but um I do want to talk here briefly at the start of the show we're going to not cover a few things a little bit later on one of those things is the announcement that Tony Khan made this past Wednesday night you and I did not rank this when we talk about dynamite um, he was backstage with Renee Paquette and said, you know, this was right near the end of the show. It was in between the tag team battle Royal and the main event. And I thought it would be significantly earlier in the show, but TK is like, you know, got a big announcement on Wednesday. He brings in Adam Cole to make the major announcement. And it turns out that it is the announcement of a show that we talked about a month or two ago on this podcast. Okay. when we were going over the names, right. When we were reading all the names that the show could potentially have. They decided on All Access. I, I completely forgot about that. But we did, yeah, we did cover that, didn't we? We did. One of them was like Light the Fuse or some shit. Like they, they had a bunch of a bunch of names that were rumored to be um, the name of this new backstage, like, in I don't know what they're actually calling it, like, you know, behind the scenes look, deep dive into AEW content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, focusing on some of the, the people behind the personalities. I think they're going to focus heavily on Adam Cole and Britt Baker, it seems like, um, which is fine. And this show, All Access, is debuting next month, Wednesday. I don't know if that means Wednesday, this Wednesday. It could, but... I think uh, it's going to be after the pay-per-view. That would make more sense to debut yeah. on, like, March 8th or some shit like that. 
but uh, it is going to be on Wednesdays on TBS immediately after Dynamite for an hour. And I think I'm going to watch it. Yeah, see, I'm I'm interested to find out whether it's going to be like stuff before Dynamite happened or if it's going to be like directly after, if you get me. Like, will they go back? Uh, will they go backstage and it'll be like interviews with people who are in the main event and how they're doing? Or... No, no, I don't think it's going to be anything. I think it's going to be more like Total Divas in that okay. the content we're going to be seeing is several months old. Okay. Well, like Adam Cole and Britt Baker going shopping for like curtains and stuff like that. Something like that, yeah. I, I think from what I understand, they started filming for this show back in November right around Full Gear. Uh, okay. So we're likely going to get the last several months worth of content now like now that it's done filming they probably produced it and put it all together that's my assumption and then there'll be another season eventually if it does well right it's gonna be like total divas it's not gonna be live backstage right after dynamite or some shit like that okay but i still want to watch it i still like the behind the scenes look and the you know the different view of certain content that i enjoy so there's no reason for me not to check it out. I was just talking to you as we get ready to mention our another story that we have to discuss here. We pretty much have content from AEW every single day of the week now outside of the weekends, which when there's a pay-per-view, there's always something on the weekends too. But every other day now, we have some sort of content from AEW or Ring of Honor, which I'm, I'm, I'm here for. Yeah. Um, what do you say? It starts this Thursday, next Thursday. So all access potentially next Wednesday, but Ring of Honor is actually starting back up this Thursday, March second, on Honor okay. Club. Are you, you they filmed a. Uh, I think I am. Yeah, they filmed a big a big show at Universal Studios Orlando this past mm-hmm. weekend or something like that. On thing on the twenty fifth, so yesterday, and supposedly I didn't read the results because I do want to be surprised, but it's a pretty a stacked show with Claudio Castagnoli defending the ROH world title against AR Fox in the main event. Okay, that's a, that's a solid main event to be fair for a te- what would be a television uh, main event. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I don't know if I'm going to subscribe for very long. It might just be the one month. It's worth it to subscribe for a month, see what they do for this first month, and then decide from there, right? Because mm-hmm. it's only going to be... How much is it, even? Wasn't it like $9.99? It, was it might be nine ninety nine. Yeah, It was more expensive than AEW is. And I resubscribed to uh, Impact Ultimate Insiders yesterday to watch No Surrender, so... And that's How was that? Both. It was pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Hendry versus Moose in a dot combat match was uh, quite hilarious. It uh, had RC cars and VR units and total shenanigans in it. And then uh, the rest of the matches were pretty good as well. Um, it is 10 so bucks. It is 10 bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll sign up for a month. Yeah, we'll give it a month, see how it does. Yeah, we'll see how it does. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I'm excited at least for the for the re-debut of it. Hopefully, you know, it, it drums up some excitement. And like I said, man, that now puts Elevation on Mondays, Dark on Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Dynamite and All Access on Wednesdays, Ring of Honor on Thursdays, and Rampage on Fridays. And then we have a pay-per-view, whether it's on Saturday or Sunday. If the pay-per-view is on Sunday, they always do a special darker elevation on Saturday. (laughs) And then we have the pay-per-view on Sunday. So we just have so much AEW content now that um, I think it's somewhat needed. I think Ring of Honor debuting is going to free up some space. On Dynamite and Rampage, right? For some of these Ring of Honor storylines. Yeah, so. it'll definitely, uh, definitely make space on the TV program. I'm going to ask you, do you reckon we'll see a big gap in the roster? Like, are we going to see a lot of people that just will not appear now on Dynamite and Rampage? I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Any any anybody that we haven't seen like an all elite graphic for, you know what I mean? Like Mark yeah. Briscoe getting the all elite graphic. There's no way he still doesn't appear on Dynamite and Rampage. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like. 
like they they're doing it in the same way that Impact does their tapings, like they're taping in blocks, and then I'm guessing they'll come back in a month and tape another month correct. of the shows. Correct, correct. So then realistically, they spend three days taping a block, then they're then still available, aren't they, for the rest of the for the rest of the dates to come back? Oh yeah, there's there's zero like they're not tied up. They should still be free. Like they could still technically appear. It's just, will they? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, I'm sure there will be some talent that literally just does the, the block and doesn't have to do the travel. Maybe they'll put Madison Rain just in Ring of Honor. Maybe. I wouldn't say it's a very good start, but yeah. <laughs> no, dude. They got to put a strong start to the women's division. That's why I'm saying it. Oh, they can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be tuning in for sure on Thursday to check out the re-debut of Ring of Honor's weekly TV series. And you know, it's I'm, an hour or two hours, yeah. An hour, from what I understand. Just Okay. Actually, I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, Ring of Honor, March 2nd. Let's see if it, anything actually says how long it's going to be. Does not say how long it's going to be. It just says returning to weekly television on Thursday, March 2nd, streaming exclusively on the Honor Club. I would assume an hour, but I don't know. I actually hope it's two hours. Now two that you said that. Like, two hours seems like a lot of time. It does. It does. <laughs> it seems like we'll get a lot of uh, 20, 25 minutes submission matches if it's like a two hour show. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Put me to sleep, mate. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't say. I'm going to assume an hour, but I don't know. I don't really know. Oh, man. But we have a very exciting week in general ahead of us. You know, Dynamite is absolutely stacked this Wednesday night. Rampage will be stacked as well since it's a live Rampage right before the pay-per-view. We do have the pay-per-view this Sunday, March 5th. We have to make some predictions at the end of the show. But before we get to all that, we still also need to recap the last week of AEW content. So let's start running everything down because I'm very excited for these next seven days. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We will kick off with our recap by going back to last Monday, February 20th for Elevation. This was taped at the Sames Auto Arena in Laredo, Texas. We had two, four, six, seven matches total. Juice Robinson defeated Fuego Del Sol. Athena defeated Evelyn Carter to retain, oh, nope, it was an Eliminator match for the ROH Women's title. <laughs> we had Big Bill and Lee Moriarty defeating Warren Johnson and Zach Zilla. Emmy Sakura, Marina Shafir, and Nyla Rose defeated Leva Bates, Madison Rain, and Willow Nightingale. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Sal Muscat. Best Friends and Alex Reynolds, Eva Luno, and John Sell. The God, this was a 10-man tag. Best Friends in the Dark Order completely. So Alex yeah. Reynolds, Eva Luno, and John Silver defeated The Butcher, The Blade, Ethan Page, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. And in the main event, the Lucha Bros defeated Ari Davari and Tony Nese. Fair, not bad, not bad. Not bad. I wonder how Dark and Elevation are going to look once the ROH thing starts as well then. I don't know, actually. Won't get, we shouldn't get like ROH women eliminator matches. Obviously, you would think Athena's, not. Obviously Athena's just on there because she needs to be somewhere. Yeah, you would think not, but shit, maybe, maybe they still, you know, appear from time to time too. Like, still possible, but not every week or something like we have been seeing. Yes, yes. But yeah, doesn't seem like a bad elevation there. And then we move into Dark, which was filmed at Universal Studios. Studios in Orlando, Florida. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen matches total on this one. Matt Seidel defeated Slim J. Ten minutes. Ten and a half minutes. Good God. Lengthy match. <laughs> what? what? Julia Hart defeated.
defeated Devlin Macabre. Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, the workhorsemen, defeated Jay Malachi and Oliver Sawyer. Yeah. The Renegade Twins defeated Lizzie Blair and Peyton Blair. I wonder if they're twins, too. The Blair Twins. Probably. <laughs> Probably not. Who knows? Perro <laughs> Petty Grosso defeated Blanco Loco, Preston Vance. Tony Deppin defeated Caleb Conley. Tony okay. Deppin getting a win on Dark. Right. Kind of nice. Uh, the Iron Savages defeated Chris Sanderson. Nope. Chris Sanson and Terry Kidd. I read his last name wrong. Jora Joel and Rahit Raju defeated Bryce Cannon and Dale Springs. Nice. Emmy Sakura defeated Billy Starks in a nine-minute match. Probably an excellent match, to be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brady Booker. Who's Brady Booker? Brady Booker defeated Dak Draper. Okay. Brady Booker used to be known as Bodie Hayward.H- oh, he was in He was in the uh, that stupid Chase U shit. And NXT. Uh, okay, fair, so fair. okay, so that's what that's where he's at now. All right. The wingmen, Cesar Bononi, Peter Avalon, and Ryan Nemeth defeated Jarrett Diaz, Jay Marty, or Jay Mart, and Rich Adonis. Fuck yeah. Jeff Jarrett and Sotnam Singh defeated the boys, Brandon and Brent Boy. Brent Boy. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I, I just call him Brandon and Brent Boy. That's, oh, okay. Know, the boys. And then in the main event, Trent Beretta defeated Tony Neese. In a 15-minute match. Wow. This one will be worth watching. This is a stack dark, dude. So it sounds like, um, I'm just going to keep going back to that ROH thing, to be fair. It sounds like the Workhorsemen, uh, Joy Joel, Rohit Raju. Oh, yeah, those are all, those all should be Ring of Honor talent, right? Coming yeah, with, yeah. With it coming back. Even, uh, I mean, the Renegade Twins, right, could potentially show up in Ring of Honor now. Um, Slim J, Matt Seidel, right? Those are guys that you would think maybe Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably put the Iron Savages in Ring of Honor, to be fair. Yeah, they, they could, yeah. Definitely see that working. But yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, quite a bit of a different look for Dark and Elite. Maybe not right away, but once Ring of Honor starts rolling weekly and these guys start making, you know, a, a name for themselves over there again. Yeah. We might have a little bit of a different look to, to Dark and Elevation and some different talent appearing. We'll see. Nice. I don't know. But we will see. All right, man. Let's move on to Dynamite this past Wednesday from the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. I was pretty excited for this show um, because they were adding, you know, some 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 excitement to it in terms of the battle royal for the tag match. Um, Evil Uno being against Moxley was exciting, and we will talk about that a little bit later. But uh, I, I thought this Wednesday, or this past Wednesday, was a little bit better. I don't want to say significantly better, but it was a little bit better than what we had last week. So, well, we're not going to have to make this official thing. Um, are we allowed to light the fuse? Yes. Yes. We... Yes, I think we can bring the boom on this one. Nice. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hype week. We have to anyway, right? We're going yeah. into a pay-per-view. We're going into a pay-per-view so we have to we have to um i have the segments this week we ranked eight things for dynamite which means i take the lows and you take the highs shall i kick us off with my number eight yeah go on then brian let's do it when we get this many there is zero chance for a full housing there's always a chance there's always a chance and i think if we can ever do a show that had eight things ranked where we ranked all eight in the same spot that would be very very impressive i don't think we ever do it though but we'll see number eight on my list is the in-ring segment with Ricky Starks. Okay. Yeah, I know we flopped it already. Uh, It was number six on my list. So this had Starks coming out, right? He announces that he is moving on from Chris Jericho because Jericho doesn't want to face him or some shit, right? He didn't get through the gauntlet match. Got attacked by El Ocho, the Villano from from AAA. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Starks comes out with a contract for an open challenge, basically, at Revolution, right? And then who appears but Chris Jericho, dressed as Pinhead this week, which I thought was kind of dope. Um, he did have a very spiky jacket. Very spiky jacket. Wasn't his pants spiky, too, or was it just the jacket? I think they were, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he had, like, pin needles attached to his entire suit, which made him look like Pinhead. Um, and basically answers the challenge for Revolution. <laughs> so we have... The match that we assumed would be taking place, Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks at the pay-per-view, with the caveat that everyone is banned from ringside, right? The Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside. I'm assuming that means Action Andretti is banned from ringside. Um, See, I saw a story about this earlier on today, if you're allowing me to uh, yeah, take it. venture off slightly. Yeah, there was a story... Um, it came out today about like the graphic originally said everyone banned from ringside but now it says JAS banned from ringside so people are starting to speculate whether that means that Jericho will get outside interference from somewhere else people are people are betting on uh, Paul White or Ashton Andrade so Captain Insano yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's possible dude it's actually very possible Um, I'm just a little disappointed that we're not getting Ricky Starks versus Pretty Peter Avalon at the pay-per-view right I pop for I pop for Avalon coming out <laughs> because Pretty Peter came out to answer the challenge but ate a Judas effect right after. <laughs> Spiky Judas effect. I don't know, man. This this wasn't that exciting to me. I'm not looking forward to Jericho and Ricky Starks again. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be moved past this. I was actually excited when Ricky Starks was just going to have an open challenge. I thought maybe we'd get like a debut at the pay-per-view against Ricky Starks or a return. Maybe like Miro coming back or some shit. Yeah. See, the crowd did cheer when he said, oh, I'm moving on. The crowd went, way. Oh, yeah. No, everyone was excited. <laughs> like, Fucking thank God that Jericho comes out. Yeah, this this wasn't exciting to me. Not looking forward to the match of the pay per view. Um, but hopefully it's good. Yeah, hopefully something happens. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in the predictions, won't we? So we're on to me. I'm gonna go with my number one. And indeed, um, my number one this week is going to be the battle royal for the tag team spot. Really? Okay. I put you actually. You know what? I think last time we had a battle royal on the on Dynamite, you also ranked it at number one because you have a lot of fun watching these. Okay. Um, I put it number three. Okay. So. Well, you know what? It wasn't far off your top. Like, no, still my top. If you put up, not if you put I gave it, it an bottom. eight out of ten. I mean, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, yeah, there were a lot of like fun things in this match. It obviously like when it when it starts like a battle royal like that, it's just a clusterfuck. It's just a bunch of people in the ring. Except if you're arms. Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. <laughs> oh yeah, he didn't want to get in the ring for ages. Um, they did yeah, the Jerry have... Lawler stuff, right? Where they just stayed on the outside of the ring and tried to eliminate people without going inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when I think when they finally got in, they got they got thrown out right the... out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, cl- typical like Jerry Lawler type shit from the '90s, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did. Mark... Santino used to do that too, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had a nice little um, running from Mark Briscoe. He took out Sterling and Woods, fucking butcher, which um... I thought was a nice touch. Because of the, you know, his significance with tag teams. Yes, yeah. So maybe, maybe that might be a buy-in match. Maybe we Ooh. Get Ooh, you're right. Because like, they did fight at Dynamite two weeks ago, right? So we could have a buy-in match, Mark and, and Josh Woods. I feel like Josh Woods is breaking away from the varsity athletes to an extent because they just pair up Tony Nese and Ari Davari now. Yeah, it's like they want to push him past it already. Um, 
But yeah, um, I was I was shocked in this match. The fucking butcher eliminated um, Aussie Open and Darius. Yeah, that was a little surprising. Ridiculous. You thought Aussie Open was winning this? I did. To be fair, I didn't know why they'd be there if they weren't winning it. Um, yeah, LFI are building something with the Lucha Bros. There was a lot of like Penta Roosh action going on. Um, yeah, uh, Matt Menard, Daddy Magic, they got in late, tried to take out Best Friends, got cursed by Dan Heisen, and then got eliminated by Best Friends. Um, yeah, and then uh, Butcher eliminates Darius, Dante, I don't know, one of them went out earlier, and then he eliminated the next one, uh, and then Phoenix eliminated Butch, yeah, Butcher, um, and then Phoenix got eliminated, uh, left just Trent and Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And with Sottenham Singh on the outside, running interference the entire match, he basically saved the... Jeff Jarrett every single time. He did, yeah, he caught them, he caught both of them. Um, Which I'm nice sure look. you were excited about, you probably had Jarrett's theme blasted and you had your Impact Wrestling shirt on and you were, my you were excited. World. My world! My world! <laughs> you were excited, dude. <laughs> no, I was, to be fair, I was going for Trent. I'm, I was cheering on Trent. Um, yeah, we got a nice little spot with uh, Orange Cassidy just appeared out from under the bottom of the ring um, to carry Trent around for a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, it was just... It was crazy. We had some shock eliminations. We had some build-in LFI and uh, Lucha Bros for a new storyline. And then we had a very nice, like, um, underdog sort of story with Trent. Um, I was definitely cheering Trent on at the end. Um, but eventually, Jeff Jarrett did win the match. So we got what we thought we were getting, didn't we? And I think we assumed, right? Yeah. We yeah, absolutely yeah. assumed that Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal would be a part of this tag match at the pay-per-view. And rightfully so. They should be. Yeah, they're both uh, big names. Obviously, Jarrett a much bigger name than... Um, lethal, but yeah, Jarrett should be on the pay-per-view. He should be on any pay-per-view, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if you're using him in the capacity that you are right now, he is a heel magnet, dude. Mm -hmm. People like to hate Jeff Jarrett, so put him out there in front of any crowd. Let him work his magic. While he can, while he still can, right? I mean, he's getting up there, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, it can still fit inside his pants, yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just amazing when you look at guys like Jeff Jarrett, Billy Gunn, and Sting, who are all in their 50s or 60s, and can still go like they're in their 20s or 30s. Yeah. And then you look at guys like Ric Flair, or even Mick Foley to an extent, right? Guys that are around the same age that just are not in any sort of shape anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, Rusty. it was a good tag team battle royal. And I am looking forward to the follow-up this Wednesday night, the Casino Tag Battle Royal, mm -hmm. which uh, we will talk about in a little bit. Nice. Okay, so Dallas, Dallas Dane with some some of the lows, Brian. Number seven on my list is Soraya taking on Sky Blue. Yeah, that was my number eight. Okay, there it is. Um, There was a decent chant for Sky Blue yeah. near the near the start of this match, which I, I appreciated hearing. The crowd definitely wanted to see her break out and have a good showing against Soraya. Um, I don't know that she did because the match was only about three minutes long, but you know, I, I am still hopeful that she will start winning eventually. And I knew she wasn't going to beat Soraya, let's be fair. And I think yeah. she was just excited to be in the match with Soraya. I mean, she was talking about it on social media, how 13-year-old Sky Blue was freaking out, but 23-year-old Sky Blue wanted to kick her ass sort of a thing. Okay. Um, it was not a good match, and the fact that they needed, or or they booked it this way, right? Obviously, it was booked this way. For Tony Storm to come down and offer a distraction, which yeah. allowed Soraya to get the victory. Making it to where Soraya needs a distraction to beat Sky Blue is good for Sky Blue, but not good for Soraya. Yeah. So I think it was just kind of interesting <laughs> booking there. <laughs> 
fair. I, def- I definitely thought um, Sky Blue was the, was the better wrestler in this match, to be honest. Um, I think so. She just, I mean, she didn't have a ton of opportunity to do anything. No, she had a nice little octopus lock. Um, but then Soraya did come back later on with her, um, I don't know what she calls her submission. It's a weird cradle thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, this so, match. Soraya's submission? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I, 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 don't, I don't remember what Excalibur mentioned it as. But he did say something, didn't he? I feel like he did. I'm not sure, to be honest. I didn't pick up on it. But yeah, this match ended much like the afterward. The afterwards of this match seemed very much like what we got on Rampage as well. Um, to, to the point where my notes are pretty much the same. Says the killer, the killer in the pillar come down, and then uh, Ruby comes down and starts doing the belt motion. Yeah, it's pretty much what they did, right? They they went to grab the spray paint and they were gonna spray paint sky blue, but thank God they didn't. Um, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker came out, fought around with Tony Soraya. Ruby comes out, does the title push motion, and they confirmed later on that triple threat match that we assumed would be taking place. Okay, that's I thought that'd been confirmed for weeks now. No, that actually got confirmed on Dynamite. Jamie Hayter taken on Ruby, taken on Soraya. Fair, yeah. This wasn't great. It was not. I gave it a four. Fair. I actually gave my number eight and my number seven a four out of ten. I give it a six. I wasn't okay. that harsh on it. That's Do you want to know what, what I did enjoy, though? Yeah, what's your number two? Well, number two on my list is uh, Wheeler Utah vs. Orange Cassidy. That's my number one. Is it? It is. Like, this match this slap, this match slapped harder than it, it sure did, off. dude. It sure did. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great way to kick off Dynamite, by the way. Yeah, if you'd asked me last week, I was, like, not really excited for this match. I felt like I'd seen Wheeler Utah vs. Orange Cassidy before for some reason. Um, but yeah, uh, Utah biting uh, Cassidy's ear. That's a bit gross. Um, there was like a mouse trap pin that was super, super close. Um, that I thought I had it. Um, you just spat gum onto Cassidy's head and it's stuck there. Did you see that? I did. That was gross. Um, yeah, and it, this was just this was just hard hitting. And then towards the end, we were getting close call after close call. And there was like an orange punch and you a kick day. And then we got a big break and he kicked day. And then um, the last well, we got one more. If you remember, it started out like very technical, right? Like we yeah, had a bunch yeah. of pins. We had some some cradles and we had a a submission, right? A seatbelt lock from Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And then Claudio walked down and basically slapped Yuta um, to fire him up. It was like, you know, knock this bullshit out. Blackpool Combat Club kicks ass or whatever. Get in there and kick some ass. And okay. then from that, from that moment on, Yuta had this fire under his ass and was just nonstop, like completely hard hitting pulling out all the stops. This match was super exciting, dude. It had a lot of shit in it, and I was I was on the edge of my seat for this one. I don't know why, but I was I was invested. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't hyped going in, but by the, by the time we were getting to the closest match, I was definitely, I was cheering both of them on. I was obviously cheering Cassidy on more than you, but I had a lot, a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I did too. I thought this was a great match. Uh, Orange Cassidy getting the win. I mean, it makes sense, right? I, I, you didn't assume Wheeler Yuta was going to capture the Atlantic title here, but um, we had some good stuff in this match we really did we really really did they did um there was actually a significant amount of booze for wheeler Utah and the black bull combat club which i'm sure you got a kick out of i don't recall them but yeah i would have done yeah there were a lot of booze when um wheeler Utah was beating the hell out of orange cassidy on the outside of the ring and buried him under the timekeeper's table okay yeah yeah significant amount of booze there and as they moved back into the ring the crowd was letting Utah just have it because of the heel (laughs) tactics that um that he was displaying there and then I really liked the end when 
OC did the orange punch to Yuta while he was on his knees. Yeah. And then wanting to hug after the match, like best friends, because he used to be part of best friends. Because but Claudio. Give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah, give the people what they want. But Claudio came back out and, you know, basically, I don't know if he pointed his finger at the ramp or something, but Yuta, like an obedient dog, walked away up to Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a great match, dude. Hell of a match and a, the lengthiest match we had. Well, no, the Battle Royal was a little a little bit longer by about a minute and a half. But this was 17 minutes of an opening. Okay. Battle Royal was 18 and a half minutes. <laughs> What's next, I'm Brian? Let's go number six. Yeah, number six on my list is Lee Moriarty and Big Bill taking on the Acclaimed. Yeah, it's number seven for me. I enjoyed the rap. Especially the part about, uh, yo, Bill, your girl just texted me. She said, you're S A W F T. And his girl is actually Lexi Nair, which is hilarious. Okay. It used to be Carmella, not no more. Used to be Carmella, yes. Carmella's either engaged or something with Corey Graves. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was. An okay match. I think average at best, right? I gave it a six yeah. out of ten. It wasn't anything super spectacular, but it was all right. Um, I, I I feel like this was more just to put some buzz back behind the acclaimed leading into the pay per view, since it feels like they've had a couple down weeks. Yes, this was this was to bring them back up a little bit. Yeah, um, I haven't really got much in my notes. Not much really happened in this, but as you said, like uh, the rap was probably the best thing here. We did get a super kick from Bowens to Bill, uh, so Bill had to duck down a little bit to eat it but yeah Bones had to stretch quite far to get that and then there was um, a little spot where Bones was going to run from the corner I can't remember who was sat the other side it was probably Lee um was sat at the other side and then Daddy Ass got on the ropes uh, and they decided to scissor which did a distraction which then um, caused Tony Schiavone to say um, as I always say there's a time to scissor and there's a time not to he's got to laugh at the rest of the uh, commentary team as well um, yeah that was about it I gave it like a 6.5 we had the guns up here they took out Daddy Ass yes they did they attacked their own father yeah but yeah I, I feel like this was just done like I said to, to put some buzz behind the acclaim leading into the pay-per-view um, um, will that matter? Find out in our predictions a little bit later on. Maybe, maybe. So we're going back up the list, going for my number three. Yeah, we're already down to two left. We we kind of went through this. No, wait, we have three left, but we yeah. went we went through this dynamite kind of quick. We did. Um, and I don't think you'll have this this high, but number three for me is the Christian Cage promo. Uh, no, I had that at number five. Okay. Um, so for not, me, not too far off where you had it, actually. No, I still had it in my top three, which I think is um, actually quite high. Yeah, for me, this was just like the perfect amount of booking. Like, we didn't need a long segment from Christian. Uh, we didn't need his entrance, come all the way down to the ramp, talk for like 10 fucking minutes, and then Jungle Boy come down and we face off. We got exactly what we needed. Like, Christian got a little bit of his entrance. Jungle Boy jumped him uh they did a couple of moves jungle boy went to like uh, jungle boy did a spear right like he speared christian right away and then christian while because jungle boy was setting him up for a concerto right like he had the chair on the entrance ramp had another one in his hand but he was hesitating and then while he was hesitating christian hit him with a low blow yeah and then he hit him straight with a chair right through a chair like right at his face or hit him with it which was pretty intense but then started slamming his head into the chair over and over and over again, which eventually busted him open. 
And I'm assuming he bladed, but I don't know for sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, do you know, it's, um, it's Jungle Boy using, like, Will Ospreay's head and blade. Is that, like, Jungle Boy's new finisher? Seems to be. Yeah, because he, he used it on Brian Cage last week, didn't he? That's what put Brian Cage down, yeah. finally. Um, and, yeah, this is what he hit Christian with after he hit him with the spear. But, yeah, this was this was all of, like, two, three minutes, um, and it was exactly what we needed to be. Needed to be. All I need this week is for Jungle Boy to get on the mic in a backstage segment, be Christian. I never got to get my revenge on you uh, I'll see you at Revolution and they go yeah. feel done you and I were but talking it. before we started about our predictions like what we thought was going to be on the show that hasn't been confirmed yet and what isn't and 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 you know talking about the buy-in as well zero hour um, I think that this match if confirmed on Dynamite would be our last main card match for Revolution yeah I can go with that yeah that makes the most sense to me especially if they give it a nice stippy yeah you reckon we got our tar pit match are there any tar pits in, where are we San Diego San Francisco San Francisco I mean Francisco. yeah there's there's gotta be a, where's the La Brea tar pits that's in um, that's in LA so you know still California okay yeah, San Francisco so maybe, that's where the wind blows yeah, San Francisco's, you know, like seven hours north of L.A. It's the top of California, but still. Um, Luchasaurus has got to come back eventually. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll come back here. We'll with his new mask on. Day. With his new mask. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So I have my number four and my number two left. Okay, I my number four and my number five left. Okay, uh, I'm still doing the lows. So number four for me is the in-ring segment with Brian Danielson. Okay, that was number four for me as well. Oh, nice. Ooh, your number five is my number two. Okay. Yeah, I knew that would be high for you. But... Of course. But um, <laughs> this segment with Danielson, I thought was was pretty good. Um, we had MJF do the typical MJF stuff, right? Came down, interrupted Danielson, starts telling a story about a girl that he proposed to and how she left him. And the crowd starts chanting, you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Now, what I did not realize, and I did some research after, is that this story is true. Is it true or is it just a work? Because I know, like, he has got a fiance and they've, like... Well, they like um linked each other on Twitter and have a fiance. Supposedly, him and Naomi broke up. Okay, so this isn't just like a work, and they're doing no. like the extra legwork to keep kayfabe alive. No, this is this is supposedly legit true. Okay. Um, him and Naomi did call off their engagement, from what I understand. Um, I did some, you know, I thought work as well, right? Because of MJF, and they he just told her to unfollow him or whatever. Um, but I did see some people on her Twitter in her comments talking about the breakup, like from several weeks ago before this even was mentioned so i'm assuming true but i don't know for sure but i did see reports come out after this that this promo was rooted in truth okay okay um it did it did feel a bit weird for him to start going on about his girlfriend straight away because like Daniel Bryan, he was very um, boring in this, to be honest. Uh, but he started off as just like, what's it like? I win matches and MJF hates me. He beats me up and he hates me. I was trying to ask why. He's like, well, he hates you. So of course he wants to beat you up. <laughs> he wants to take you out. You won his belt. Of course he's going to beat you up. Of course he hates you. Um, and then MJF music hit. Thank God. Um, get us out of that dumpster. But yeah, then he just, he just, he just started with, I'm going to tell you about the story about a girl who dumped me. Where does that lead? Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a little confused as to where this was going, um, and then he was, and then he sort of said, "Oh, Brian, you've got a family, and you're very, very reckless. Um, you don't care about your family. You've got everything I want." Um, MJF, he, start, he started. He started addressing Danielson's kids directly, right, Birdie and Buddy. Um, yeah, yeah, saying "dada" a lot. 
which uh, Brian's like, what did he say? Don't you dare bring my children into this or I will kick the shit shit out of you. (laughs) And then MJF just immediately starts to to immediately talk to his kids, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was entertaining. And I also thought it was entertaining how MJF tried to reference CTE, the concussion protocol, since Danielson seems to struggle with concussions. Um, But that was the final straw, right? That's what caused Danielson to start attacking MJF. And the only other thing that I want to mention that MJF said that you did mention was that he said the triple B is the only thing keeping him from grabbing a handful of pills and calling it a day. Yeah, yeah, he did. But last week he, wasn't he mentions cool. being suicidal often. Yeah, it is um to be fair, it is uh, a common trait with people with ADHD, whether he has got that or not. I wonder if I have ADHD. Yeah, you should uh, seek um, a medical <laughs> professional <laughs> to get yourself uh, an official diagnosis. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite common with people with ADHD. Because uh, I make jokes identity. like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, much like I do. Yeah. Uh, they're fun. It's like putting LOL at the end of a text, in it, even when you say something arsey. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I throw that on there all the time, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah, the, the other week, MJF was talking about, um, what was it, breaking hips and banging shit, banging rats, yeah. laying shoulders on mats and banging rats. Yeah, putting pin, shoulders he, to mats and banging rats, dude, yeah. Yeah, but this week he wants a family, so you can't, you can't bang rats and have a family. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what he wanted. Right. That's why he was that he was banging, pinning, pinning shoulders to match and banging rats. And he found a girl, proposed. He fell in love, wanted a family. She broke his heart. He's got to be back to banging rats now, dude. What else <laughs> are you gonna do? Fair. Um, yeah, this segment was saved by MJF, and it was fun. And that brawl with all the security. I know we see it quite a bit, don't we? Usually we do up to a pay per view. Yes, um, but it was I mean, a nice to be fair, spot. we see it a lot in WWE too. It's it's a very typical wrestling thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a nice little part of this brawl uh, where Danielson had managed to like wriggle out of the ring after MJF had got out of the ring, and he ran all the way around and yeah, fucking bopped him in the head really hard, <laughs> yeah. uh, which was like wow. Um, yeah, I am excited. I am too. I'm excited for this match at the pay-per-view. I think it could be exciting. I mean, granted, with a 60-minute Iron Man match, you have to assume in today's era, it will be more exciting than Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12, right? Like, that was still a great Iron Man match. I assume, though, this will be several pinfalls. Something okay. crazy will happen. I'm hoping you were right last week and that MJF just has a bunch of people interfere and that he tried to pay off. Yeah. So, you know, something funny like that is going to make this match enjoyable. There will be something that happens. I can't assume it's 60 minutes with 30 minutes of that being submission holds. I can't assume that's what they book here. Yeah, I fucking hope not. I hope not. Right, there's one thing left. One thing um, left, my number two. Yeah, and I'm sure you're more excited to talk about this. Who am I ever? Take it away, Brian. What is it? <laughs> it's, well, technically it's you. It's your number five. That's our main event. John Moxley taking on Evil Uno. Now... You were very excited about Uno getting into this match with Mox. I was excited mm-hmm. to find out it was the main event. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I honestly, dude, I think Uno really stepped it up in this match and did very well. Um, I think the thing about this match that I really enjoyed, and I think a lot of people maybe are, are ranking it less because of that, is the amount of blood that we saw. Um, I don't remember when Evil Uno was... Was busted open. It was some at some point on the outside of the ring. I don't remember.
remember exactly what caused him. He, he got a, like a curb stomp to us to the metal steps. Was that what it was that that yeah, caused yeah. him to? Because I remember it was on the outside of the ring that something that caused him to 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 be busted open. Uh, you could see the blood underneath his mask, which I always think paints a good picture. Whenever you have a wrestler that wears masks and they're bleeding under, like Bandito, remember when he was bleeding underneath the mask and like the the red was bleeding through the white mask? That just it, mm-hmm. it's a cool visual. Um, but Uno, I'm assuming bladed and bladed hard. He bladed yeah. deep, dude, because he was he was bleeding profusely, like a fucking faucet in the ring. So much so that. <laughs> Mox had a sleeper hold. It was just a basic sleeper hold <laughs> on, yeah. on Uno. And he was like, you know, squeezing to for a reason, right? You had to assume Uno knew what was going to happen. Mox yeah, yeah. squeezing, which was causing the blood to literally squirt like yeah, yeah. inches, maybe even <laughs> feet out of Uno's head landing on the mat. It was very enjoyable for me, but I can <laughs> see why people might not appreciate it as much. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what, if they'd have done that, so if they do that spot like regularly, then I'd probably turn my nose up at it. It was like a horrific thing to see. It was like, fucking hell, um, that's nuts. Um, I, I mean, I was I was freaking out in Discord live, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a very shock value type of a thing. Yeah, I think I only didn't i just didn't rank this so high just because it wasn't as technically impressive as the other matches we've seen i didn't rank it lower just because of the blood uh yeah i noticed at the end before this match started was it just robert said this match is set for one fall or tv time remaining is that yes. they normally say that yes they do okay i thought it was meant to be like this match is set for they not they not put a time limit on it. Um, they the main events for Dynamite they sometimes do if they announce they're gonna go over if the match doesn't end. But usually what they will do is one fall or TV time remaining. Uh, okay, I knew it was the bulldog choke to put um, Uno out, wasn't it? But yeah, well well done to Uno. Like he did step it up. This match had some uh, some interest to it. But then... you know what I thought was was also fun about this match. Obviously, right? We had with the ending the way that it was. We had Silver and Reynolds come out to to make the save to kind of, you know, keep Uno from... Because didn't Mox leave the chokehold on or some shit like that after the yeah, after yeah, the bell rang? Right. So they came out to make the save, but then they got attacked by Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah, which brought out Hangman Adam Page with some barbed wire, which then caused Mox to start bleeding. Yeah, Mox, Mox didn't bleed in the match. He bled No, the but like Mox 15. being on TV, you had to assume... I was surprised there was no Mox blood. We did. We got it like 15 seconds before the end of the show right that was you know just not enough time for mox to bleed we need more mox (laughs) bleeding you can't blade for 15 seconds yeah to be fair um yeah while all this um all this battling was going on all this balling all i could think was could someone please check on uno Um, (laughs) (laughs) for god's sake like he was just like lying still on the apron um as all the others were like bopping around punching each other just bleeding bleeding out yeah Um, This was uh, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, no, I thought this match was was very entertaining. That's why I had it ranked at number two. And this made me so excited for the Texas Death Match at the pay per view, dude. There better be like a swimming pool filled with blood by the time this match is over. Actual death. Actual death. Yes. <laughs> like tubes. 
Dude, I'd be I'd be down for the return of the light tubes. I'd yeah. be down. They, they got to be there, actually. Now that you said they they got they yeah they got to be there. Or it's been a minute since they did a pane of glass too. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know that might make an appearance. That you know they I think the last time we saw that was Mox and Omega, right, or some shit like that. So Fair. we'll see, we'll see. How did you rank Dynamite? I gave it a three three and a half out of five. Okay, I went four stars. Okay, I thought this match or this Dynamite was significantly better than what we saw last week where you and I both ranked Dynamite relatively low and it showed they broke a million yeah. this Wednesday they did was it 1.028 or something something like that yeah. TNT TBS Warner Media they were very very excited they put out a press release like right away as soon as they found out <laughs> um, good for them I'm excited yeah good you for put, them you put out good content you should but you should get good numbers for it yeah absolutely Um, where was the was the hook announcement during Rampage for the was or is that during Dynamite where they talked about Hook and Matt Hardy? It had to have been Rampage, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll save our hook of the week for Rampage. I, I guess we're immediately moving on to Rampage then. Okay. I don't run. remember. I don't remember exactly where. You know what? I don't remember. Let's do hook. We 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 normally break it up. The yeah, hook yeah. segment was on Rampage. I don't remember where it was at, but they announced Hook would be taking on Matt Hardy this Wednesday on Dynamite for the FTW title. They announced he was no longer suspended. Wait. They did. They also he's did. Gone, yeah. He's been gone a week. We didn't get the results of the investigation. So we just like, oh, he's no longer suspended. <laughs> well, didn't Stokely say he dropped the charges or something? Some shit. Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe he did. Maybe that's what it was. But anyway, let's do a little hook of the week. Sev, last week you did on tender hooks, I think it was. On tenta hooks. On tenta, on kenta hooks. That's what you did last week. Tender hooks. Yeah. Yeah. This week I'm doing something very simple that okay. I'm surprised we haven't done yet that I used this past week. So. I'm assuming you are familiar with the little hooks on the back of your car in the back seat. <laughs> I don't know what okay, those are yeah. called, but <laughs> above the above the windows in the back seat of a car, right above the passenger side window and the driver's side yeah. window, there's usually some sort of handle or hook up there yeah. where you can theoretically hang things. I used it this past week to hang something that I bought from Walmart um, that I didn't want to get messed up on the drive back home. Okay. But I don't use those often. And I often forget that those are there on a car. So my hook this week is whatever that's called. I don't know. I called it a car hook. <laughs> whatever that hook. Did you not Google what, what hook, the hook inside a car? What is it? I didn't. I didn't care. Okay. It's just, enough. it's it's a hook inside of a car. I mean, it might just be called a car hook. It might just be called a hook, but it's a type of hook we've not talked about before. Um, Maybe it might even be more a handle than anything else, but you, damn it, it's a hook. <laughs> Yeah, to be, to be fair, I've I've seen it used to um, like hang up shirts that have been ironed. Yeah. So, so you're driving somewhere where you've got an iron shirt, you don't want it to lie it down. You hang it on the hooks there. Um, I'm not sure if that's why they're there originally. Um, but yeah, they definitely got uses, haven't they? What's, yeah, what I bought a, I, a, a sweater, a hoodie that I didn't want okay. to get fucked up. Okay. Yeah, I bought a new hoodie this past week and I didn't want it to get fucked up on the way home because I wanted to wear it that day. <laughs> Yeah, so that it's a simple hook this week. Nothing crazy, right? No, no main story or big story to to explain this one. I think everybody that owns a car or has been in a car is probably familiar with those little hooks on the back that you can hang things on. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet because it's so simple. Maybe that's why we haven't done it because it's so simple. You look straight past it, don't you? Look straight past it. So that's your hook this week. A car hook or whatever those little things are called on the back <laughs> of your car. Fair. Fantastic. Yeah, that's your hook this week. 
Um, Rampage. Four things ranked, right? Yes, four things. All four matches as well. So go ahead and kick us off with number four. Number four on my list this week is going to be Willow versus Tony Storm. I had that at number three. I knew you'd have that at number three. Um, I didn't really care about getting the highs in this week because, um, yeah, just because, because, because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful thing about Tiggers is that I'm the yeah. only one. I'm the only one. Um, this match wasn't great, to be honest. It was pretty much the same as what we got on Dynamite. Um, yeah, there was a little part where Soraya she gave a choke to Willow while sort of Soraya was causing interference, and she was like, "Ah, I hurt my nail." Um, and then she stared down the camera, and she was like, "Mr. Tony Khan, I hurt my nail. What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Um, there was a bit where the crowd were chanting for Aubrey, which was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh, Soraya got on the apron and Willow tried to pull her in and she didn't jump at the right time, so she made that look awkward. Um, and then after the match, they were given a little beat down and Ruby comes in and they clear the ring and then DMD and Hater come down and then Hater chases Soraya all the way around the ring and back up the ramp. Um, and I feel like of... I feel like Jamie had to run slow there because she probably she would did. have... Would have caught Soraya if she just would have she probably looked walked. Like, looked like she could catch up, and I was like, "Go on, catch up, kick the shit out of her." Um, but yeah, so like, uh, hater chases Soraya away, and then Ruby's just stood there and be like, "I don't know. I guess I'll just do the belt pose again." <laughs> Fuck, you're not even worthy of the belt. You know, we're not worth the title shot. You're not winning it. Just shut up, sit down. The only way she's winning it is if she turns. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll save that for a little bit. Yeah, I just, I didn't like this match at all. I just couldn't justify putting it below the other match that you probably have at number three. Yeah. I couldn't justify putting it below that. At least this match was seven minutes. Seven, at least it was seven, a match. <laughs> it's seven minutes of shit. But it was still a match. <laughs> still seven minutes yeah, i think i've turned the corner i think i'd rather have two minutes of nothing than seven minutes of dollar fair enough all right i do think it's a little disappointing how willow has been because the crowd still pops hard for her every time she appears she's a very likable character yeah but she's kind of hit a wall already yeah i think i think she'll go to ring of honor to be honest she'll probably do probably sit higher up the card over there won't she i think that makes sense at least to give her some some sort of wins and you know what I mean? Just something instead of just being Ruby's lackey and taking the pins and losses yeah. and always, and always being the one that is used to build stories or some shit. I don't know. But yeah, yeah she's had a wall the in the storyline. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, number one for me is the match right before that, the opening. The Young Bucks taking on Aussie Open. That was number two for me. Damn, we didn't get anything right this week so on Rampage. No, <laughs> I thought this was absolutely incredible, as it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense now, right? Aussie Open being there, not winning at the Battle Royal on Wednesday. They were still there to wrestle the Bucks in a fucking excellent match that went 16 minutes on Rampage. Um, I mean, it was, it was typical Buck stuff, right? Typical Aussie Open stuff. We we sh- we knew exactly what we were going to get when this match was announced on Wednesday. I was very excited to see exactly what they would do. And, and man, they delivered. They absolutely delivered. I thought this was really well done. I didn't take no- I watched Rampage in bed this week. I didn't actually take notes. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Um, I remember really enjoying the 
Nick. I remember Nick Jackson started the match again. I did. I did take note of that. Was um, it not Matt that started this week? I thought it was Nick. I think it was Matt that started this week. Well, the Nick was entered right away. Like he was okay. tagged in very early, because one of the first spots I wrote down was him walking the ropes, or that I remember was him walking the ropes into that wrist drag head scissor combo that he does. Yes. Yes. Um. So maybe Matt started because it wasn't a trios match, but I don't. I don't remember. Um. But this match was was very good. I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, yeah, it was very strong. Um, I think it definitely got a better as it picked up. Um, there was some nice, got like a double man scoop slam from Davis. I can't remember these guys' names. I've got them down as Davis and Fletcher. I'm pretty sure that's right. That um, is right, yeah. Cool. Uh, we did get this like sick-looking brain buster on the outside. That thing was fucking rough. Um, and then there was a spot towards the end where like the Aussie Open, they tried to do like the double elbows to Matt and Matt uh, dropped down. So they like elbowed each other's elbows and then they were like, oh, I hurt my elbow. And then a bit um, not long after that, like the Bucks did the same thing. They went for like a BTE and the, the other guy ducked and they sort of like they collided knees together and were like, oh, our knees. Um, so yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of like tandem things but tandem to like the opposite person. So like one ran one way and got pulled out of the ring by Davis and then Fletcher ran the other way but he got pulled out of the ring by Matt right. um, so yeah they, they, they've got good chemistry they work well um, we did get a bit of shenanigans with like the lights going out we did obviously. to tease the House of Black right yeah and I think the lights went out during the match and that was meant to like cause the confusion or something but it didn't actually work um, we did get the Bucks like picked the guy up Looked at, no it was Davis had like Fletcher in a tombstone position and dude Bucks, what a like, cool spot yeah yeah they like kicked his legs out. The Bucks so did super kicks to each of his knees or something and he yeah, like yeah. piled Tombstone Davis put like Tombstone Fletcher which was sick looking. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a very nice spot. Because um, Davis is the powerhouse of the group, right? He's the bigger one. I think yes, so. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we got a BTE trigger. Uh, I think that was it to be fair. And then the lights went out again and then House of Black was stood right in the ring and then the lights went out again and they disappeared. So they were obviously under the ring, weren't they? Had to have been because that wasn't that much time. No. No, no, they were definitely in, in under the ring, out the ring, under the ring, yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. a very solid open. I enjoyed it. I did too. I thought it was really well done. Wicked. So, number three for me, as you alluded to before, was the uh, Lance Archer match versus the, I just called it as I don't know. I don't know who he is. Bryce Saturn is, is his name, apparently. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I wonder if he's related to Perry Saturn at all. Perry Saturn, mate. It's going back. But yeah, moppy? yeah. Um, moppy. Yeah. What does everyone want? Not a moppy. Um. <laughs> but yeah, this this started with Lance Archer coming down, and the guy ran towards Lance Archer at a big backdrop. And um, yeah, amazing, amazing yeah, that yeah. Lance Archer was attacked during his entrance by a jobber. Amazing. Yeah, uh, and then he dragged him down to the ring, uh, beat him up a little, and got the pin, and went away. And Lance Archer is now like all in white. He's in, he like yeah, he he cut his hair right. He had some lengthy. Like, I don't want to call them dreads, but braids in his hair that were red that it seemed he cut them shorter and instead of red in his hair, it's all white now in his hair. It actually looks pretty dope. Yeah, it looked a bit like a bob while he was um, wrestling. It was moving up a bit. Yeah. Lance Archer was fucking excellent in New Japan, dude. It, it really makes me sad that, I mean, same thing with Brian Cage. It, it makes me sad that these bigger guys like Archer, like Cage, like Miro, um, they're, they're just not used the way that they need to be in AEW. Like Lance, Lance Archer is a is, is a massive star if used correctly. 
Yeah, I think there's just there's not enough space on any roster for lots of big guys. Um, there can't be there can't be monsters everywhere. So maybe maybe with this ring of honor thing, like maybe Lance Archer goes over there or Miro goes over there. And we kind of like, there's got to be a reason Lance Archer's back, isn't it? You would think because it wasn't in Texas. It wasn't. And I said last week. Now we've run out of Texas time. Like there was, we've run out of our Lance Archer thing. But sure enough, there he was on the graphic. Lance Archer's back on Rampage. <laughs> So, fuck, there he is. Um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't mind this. Um, as I said, I'd rather have a two-minute squash match than seven minutes of a match that doesn't really pick up steam and doesn't really do anything different. Fair enough, fair enough. Cool. Uh, which brings us to our final thing on Rampage, number two for me, number one for you, and that would be the main event, Action Andretti mm-hmm. taking on Sammy Guevara, which was also very well done. Yeah, yeah. This was, this was a great match. Definitely was. Yeah, I didn't have, again, I don't really have any notes written down here um but i remember it being a hell of a match i remember there was some sort of um like a flipping slam crossbody that action andretti did that remind it reminded me of cameron grimes okay i think i know what you mean yeah it's it's almost like a spanish fly but it's not a spanish fly yes yeah yeah we we like reversed something sammy was doing running from the ropes yes i remember that which Um, i thought was a because then right after that he immediately went into a swanton from the top right from the outside mm -hmm. um and then a shotgun drop kick that sent him into the corner by like a minute or so later there was some interference from daniel garcia i think right he came in and did something to Action Andretti, which then allowed Sammy Guevara to hit the GTH for the win. Yeah, Andretti went out for his like split legged moonsault. And, yes. Uh, Garcia bopped That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from set up the GTS. Yeah, yeah, there were some nice spots earlier in the match. There was um, a springboard off the apron. There was a 450 off the apron, which was pretty cool from Andretti. There was a uh, there was a club to the side of the head that Sammy did, and then he followed that up with like a scoop slam that was pretty reckless. So he sort of like he hit Andre really what looked really hard around the side of the neck and then he just sort reckless. of reckless. He did, he did, yeah. It's a good band, Seth. Pretty reckless is a good band. I was gonna say they are a band. Uh, yeah, they're not my taste. Um She's got the yeah. girl from Cindy Lou Who as the lead singer. From who? From Cindy Lou Who from from The Grinch from back in the day. I forget her actual name, Taylor something. okay, yes. I think I remember um I knew something. Taylor Taylor Momsen. I knew someone who liked Pretty Reckless, yeah. Yeah. Not for me. Um, but yeah, yeah. And then he dropped and Andre on his, uh, he dropped him on his, like, the side of his hip. So it didn't look very good. He needed to slow down a little there. Um, there was a bit where Sammy got, did Sammy get, like, superplexed or pile driver or something? Um, and then it cut to Chris Jericho, like, on the commentary. And instead of Jericho commentating on it, he just stares in the camera and he's just like, why, why are you cutting to me when Sammy's being hit? Like, get the camera off me. That was very, See, very I- funny. I was not able to find a good feed for the fight stream this week, so I had oh, to watch okay. just the basic, you know, TNT feed. Um, so I saw in picture in picture they cut to Jericho, but I didn't know the context of why. Oh yeah, they were doing like a live reaction of Sammy getting a superplex or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I saw Jericho like me? pissed off. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Get the camera off me! Um, it was well funny, um, and then there was a. There was another little bit for Jericho where Sammy got up to the top rope and they were like, I think Excalibur was like, oh, is he going to go for a 6.30? And Jericho goes, it's Friday. Go for the 8.20, Sammy. Go for the 8.20. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? Wait, can he pull off the 8.20? That would be incredible. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought this match was loads of fun. As I said last week, this match had potential to be really good with both people being uh, very fast. But yeah, it lived up to what I wanted it to be. It's just unfortunate yeah. that uh, Garcia interrupted towards the end. Yeah. Solid. Solid, solid main event for a solid Rampage, actually. I didn't think Rampage was that bad. You know, it started strong. It ended strong. We did have a little bit of uh, of fluff there in the middle, but um, not bad. Not bad. I went three and a half stars. I went three and a half as well. Um, I did, yeah. Apart from the the women's match, which I thought was a bit rough, we did get segments in between, which I thought were quite uh, were quite good as well. We got um, the best friends being taken out. We then got the acclaimed being taken out um, with Sam uh, Sanjay ramming a pencil into Bowen's eye while he was uh, taking a figure four. That was very funny. Yeah. Um, and then we got a little bit from we got that weird Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee thing, and now Keith Lee looks he looks like God. He looks like is it Mordecai, the guy who borrowed who wore like was he like an albino guy? Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I remember him. Kevin, uh, wasn't Mordecai, wasn't that Kevin Thorne? Just a different gimmick for him? Maybe. It might have been, yeah. They do look, they definitely do look similar. Um, yeah, we got that bit, and then we got a little Jade. 100%. I had to look at Kevin Thorne. He he played seven, Kevin Fertig, Kevin Thorne, Max Cherry, Mordecai, Serpent, Seven Thorne, and Vengeance are all names he's used in wrestling. Law, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we got a little, I think I was going to say it's a video package. It definitely wasn't a backstage program. Um, from Jade who was just like I've beaten everybody who's left um, acknowledging that she's run through all the jobbers and she's not really getting challenges so now she's ready to um, face the bigger people I think she did say all the big names don't want to face me or something like that yes we, which we've which we've talked about yeah yeah so I think she's addressing that now which is good yes. that gives me hope yeah so, yeah so very very cool I do think that maybe there there was some sort of open challenge potentially set up there yes Um, for, for the pay-per-view which we will get into here momentarily sitting here reading uh, Kevin Thorne's biography I guess he apparently he's really good friends with Matt and Jeff Hardy. Surprised okay. he hasn't made an appearance in AEW yet. He's only 46 years old. Fair. Did his, it, was his name actually that big? I know he was part of like um, the good ECW, wasn't he? But um, I don't really know. No, the bad ECW. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? The, 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 the less blood ECW. No, the shit of... ECW that <laughs> on sci-fi, the awful ECW but where they the fucking mummy. had a guy. Yeah, the mummy. He And Kevin <laughs> Thorne was the vampire. <laughs> quality that's quality absolute shit ECW <laughs> fucking mummy awful 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 but yeah yeah he uh, was part of the uh, sci-fi ECW but I don't know if he had uh, like if he made it a mu- mu- enough of a splash there to be considered um, a star no I do not think he's a star at all but I think that uh, bringing in the Mordecai character uh, because initially the character was pitched to Vince McMahon as Malachi not uh-huh. Mordecai put him in the House of Black yeah he would fit maybe he's going to be the leader of the House of Black it'll turn out eventually that oh yeah all the followers are black but he's white and he's <laughs> he is their god <laughs> be stupid now Keith Lead reminds me of like uh, of Morgan Freeman in Bruce Almighty now though he just reminds me of God okay yeah fair. I can see that I can see that yeah um, alright looking ahead to this Wednesday this Friday this Sunday we have a very very stacked week right we have obviously Elevation tomorrow on Monday Dark on Tuesday we got Dynamite on Wednesday. We have Ring of Honor on Thursday. We have 
Rampage on Friday. There will likely be a special dark or elevation on Saturday that will be filmed on either Wednesday or Friday. They usually always do that for like a half hour or so on the pay-per-view weekends. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have Revolution on Sunday. So we have a stacked week, which means some of the matches that we talk about once we get into our predictions for the pay-per-view, some of the matches that aren't confirmed yet, there is potential, like we mentioned, every time we do predictions for pay-per-views, some of these matches might actually be on Friday Rampage because Rampage will be live. And Rampage is often looked at as an extension of the pay-per-view when it's live, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So there is potential that maybe maybe the TBS title match takes place on Rampage instead of the pay-per-view, right? It's possible. Something like that could happen. Yeah, we are, we are predicting lesser matches because of Correct. that 16-minute time limit, aren't we? Correct, yep. Um, before we get to our predictions, though let's talk about dynamite and rampage dynamite this wednesday night is absolutely stacked dude fucking well hyped for this dynamite mate yeah this is a fucking (laughs) incredible incredible dynamite that we're about to get we have the ftw title on the line as hook defends against matt hardy okay okay tony storm takes on reho nice to see reho back chris jericho takes on peter avalon yeah two weeks avalon two weeks on dynamite avalon yep ppa did it he back-to-back dynamite appearances been since the pandemic since that happened probably (laughs) um the all atlantic title will be on the line as orange cassidy defends or yeah defends against big bill okay i'm interested to see how uh, big bill works Yes, me too. We have the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal with the winner of this joining Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, the Acclaimed, and the Guns in the Fatal 4-Way at Revolution. The teams involved are Top Flight, Ozzy Open, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, Best Friends, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, The Kingdom, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, Roosh and Preston Vance, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah, The Butcher and the Blade, and The Lucha Bros. Okay. Who's winning? I don't know. If we got a, a wild card, it's a Casino Battle Royal, isn't it? There's usually a Joker. Have we got a Joker? On the graphic, there is no, like, silhouettes for a Joker. Okay. So I don't think there is a Joker team. Usually when there's a Joker, there's, like, a silhouette for it. I don't see one. So let's assume no Joker, just the announced teams. Who are you taking? Um, Maybe Best Friends. I'm going to go with Aussie Open still. Okay. Aussie Open, like, definitely the bigger names. Um, LFI and Lucha Bros tangled up with each other. I think maybe just because... The firm attacked best friends, which is probably why we're getting the All Atlantic match. But then also, yeah, the, the, they took out the best friends, didn't they? So that's the guns uh, interfering with that. Actually, in that backstage segment in Rampage, uh, Austin Gunn, he like he hit one of them around the head with uh, with the pipe, and then he also didn't he like break Chucky's leg or his ankle or something. Something like that, yeah. So maybe they've been taken out and they won't actually be in this match. We'll get someone else. Uh, um, yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna say best friends. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough and then the shocker for dynamite taking place wednesday instead of on sunday this is usually a staple for the revolution pay-per-view the face of the revolution ladder match is on dynamite this year eight competitors Kanosuke Takeshita, Ortiz, Commander from AAA, Sammy Guevara, Powerhouse Hobbs, Eddie Kingston, A.R. Fox, and Action Andretti. <laughs> and the uh, winner of this match, because Samoa Joe's on commentary, the winner gets a t- 
TBS title or a TNT title shot? Probably, Or yeah, is it probably, any uh, title shot? It's usually a TNT in it. Face of, face of the Revolution is usually TNT, I believe. I think so, yes. Makes sense to where Samoa Joe would be on commentary, which will be entertaining. I'm um, pretty sure we've got a Battle of the Belts 6 coming soon. In April, I think it is. A couple of weeks' time, yeah. Which yeah. is usually how they do it. You know, like someone wins a title shot and they're like, oh, it's next week on Rampage or it's ne- or it's in like two weeks' time. I don't usually hold them about But um, This is a great, great crew for the face of the Revolution ladder match, dude. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've got Kingston in there. That's going to be cool. Uh, we've got this commander guy who you've sent me some videos of who looks in insane he is one of the most entertaining performers you will ever see he basically makes wrestling a Cirque du Soleil performance more Mm -hmm. so than even like Ray Phoenix Penta uh Elio Del Vikingo like even more so than these guys Bandito right Commander is in a league of his own and you are in for a fucking treat if you've never seen this guy perform you will have a reckless counter going Sev because this guy I don't know how he does some of the shit that he does but, but it's insane it. we, we we matched this guy up with ar fox action andretti and sammy guevara and that's four people there who should be able to um oh Sa- him and sammy are going to kill each other <laughs> they are that's um, what i'm most excited for most is to see what commander and sammy put together fair. because well, it's I'm... going it's probably going to make you wince <laughs> Yeah, fair. All I'm hoping, what I'm hoping in my heart's heart, as you probably guessed this already, um, is that this is the main event and we get more fucking Kanosuke Keshta win this match and close out Dynamite, sat on the top of the leather as the face of the revolution. That's I what I want from this. really hope you're right. Um, it's, it's time to pull the trigger on him. Um, yes. I, I mean, this is Takeshita's match to lose. It has right. to be. Absolutely. I can't see anyone else I want to win it other than Takeshita. He's a face. Joe's a heel, right? Joe's mm-hmm. prob I mean shit we haven't done our predictions yet but Takeshita and Joe would be a <laughs> hell of a match for the TNT title it definitely would yeah it'd be a slobber knocker um, put Joe to good use but this is an absolutely incredible looking dynamite for Wednesday night dude mm-hmm. this looks like a lot of fun Rampage on Friday is also live, which means that there will likely be some matches booked for it on Wednesday night, and some of them could have potentially been slotted into the pay-per-view had it not had a 60-minute Iron Man match on it. But we have one match that we know about, and that's Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee taking on Swerve Strickland and Parker Bordreau. Yeah, Bordreau's there to take the uh, eat the pinfall, any really. I mean, I hope not. Mm. Honestly, I hope Swerve and Parker win. Okay. I, I definitely think if, uh, if Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes are like a newly formed tag team uh, um, yeah they're probably going to get their first victory as a team here well we'll see we'll see that's Rampage that's Wednesday and Friday which means shall we make some pay-per-view predictions we shall we have Revolution this Sunday night March 5th from the Cal Palace in San Francisco I oh no I'm sorry from the Chase Center in San Francisco it's worth mentioning Dynamite and Rampage are from the Cal Palace in San Fran but uh, pay-per-view will be at the Chase Center again Sunday March 5th I will be watching live Sev I know you'll be watching live too mm-hmm. we usually have a good crew in Discord chatting during these pay-per-views Reviews since we all watch live and then I'm sure Sev will sit down to do our looking back at review looking back at revolution right after hopefully hopefully Maybe. we can do that depends if you want to watch the scrum afterwards oh that's right the scrum hmm well we'll talk <laughs> I missed it for a 60 minute eye of my match and then 60 minutes of the scrum We'll talk about it. We'll figure out <laughs> if we're going to record right after or not. Cause I, I don't know. I kind of want to. We'll see. Um, I might. We. I might. And we just watch the scrum while we record. That might be something we start doing. Okay. Um. 
But let's make some predictions here. We're going to first start off with four matches that are not confirmed that we think have the possibility to be confirmed for either Rampage or the pay-per-view. So starting off, we have Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking on Christian Cage. Who are you going to take in this one? We'll just start with you and then we'll go back and forth. Um, sure, since, since it's, I'm going to have to go Jungle Boy, to be honest. Okay. Jungle Boy's on the way up and yeah, this feud is sort of like it's stopped and it's restarted as it? and I don't think they want to I personally don't want to see it go on for like another month or two nor do I uh, yeah, yeah let's, let's just give Jack Perry the win I also took Jungle Boy in this one if it happens I think he makes the most sense right now, um, especially because he's got to be going on to, you would uh, think, something new soon. So, yeah, yeah, let's give him the win there. Now, this next match, I think, could potentially be a buy-in match or a zero-hour match for Revolution based on what happens on Friday night. I'm going to say Swerve Strickland taking on Keith Lee, maybe for the, you know, the buy-in or something. And if this match happens, I would take Swerve to get the victory over Keith Lee. Yeah, I think I'd go Swerve as well, to be honest. All right, easy enough. Next up, we have a potential FTW title match. Now, I don't know if this happens because we have one on Wednesday night and Big Bill is in a match for the Atlantic title on Wednesday as well. But I know they've been teasing some stuff between Hook and the firm, right? You mentioned Hook and Ethan Page, which this could be that instead. Mm-hmm. But some sort of FTW title match on either Friday night or the buy-in for Revolution. Hook defending against either Big Bill or Ethan Page or something like that. Well, Who would you take in a match like this? Or maybe Stokely. Hook versus Stokely. Yeah, I would. I, 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 I tune in for Hook versus Stokely. Um, it's going to be Hook, isn't it? Yeah. I Regardless, whoever it is, it's Hook, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my thought, too. And then the last unconfirmed match before we move into things that we actually know about and can talk more on, some sort of TBS title match. Since Jade Cargill teased wanting some sort of, you know, opponent, whether it's on Rampage, whether it's on the buy-in, whether it's on the main card, who knows? Jade Cargill defending the TBS title against some somebody who do you think it would be who's the somebody and is jade winning um you know what? i think it might be Riho or, or hikaru shida i think it's about time she faces off on one of those two is she for Riho already i don't think so okay well rio makes the, the next Riho back on dynamite yeah, taking yeah. On tony storm she's 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 back in the picture um and she is a previous women's champion so if jade wants higher caliber talent then yeah Riho is definitely one to go for unless we get a surprise return from hikaru shida which would be very nice still um, too early for Chris Statlander, right? Yeah. I just, uh, when Statlander sits in the back of my mind, I don't, I don't know when she's due to come back out. She'll appear when she appears, won't she? So let's say it's Riho or Shida. Is Jade winning still? Yeah. I think so too. At, at this point, it's not, it's not worth betting against Jade. Yep, I would take Jade Cargill against whoever at this point, unless it's like a Mercedes Monet or Britt Baker or something like that. Oh yeah, fair. I think I can agree with that. Or Chris Statlander at this point. I think if she comes back and Jade's still the champion and they meet, I would take Chris. Sure, if Statlander comes back, I hope they do, like, she brings her alien gimmick back and she doesn't come down the ramp. She comes out of a little fire saucer in the, above the ring and they sort of lower <laughs> it down. It's like, what is that? I can't identify it. I don't know what it is. It's, it's an unidentified flying object. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it a Chinese balloon? No, don't shoot it down. Is it a Chinese weather <laughs> balloon? Oh, um, and then, yeah, yeah, Statlander comes out and makes the challenge. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be sick, dude. That'd be sick. All right, let's talk about shit we know about. <laughs> Everyone is banned from ringside. Chris Jericho takes on Ricky Starks. I think we're on 
You, me, you, me. We're on you. So my head says Ricky. My heart says Jericho. I think I'm going to go with Ricky Starks. I also took Ricky Starks to get this win because I'm hoping it's the end, dude. Because <laughs> if Jericho wins, it's not the end. Yeah, that's true. Um, I want this to be the end of this feud. It, it just, it, it's already stale to me. I haven't been enjoying it the last few weeks on Dynamite. I really want to see Ricky Starks move into some sort of different program. I mean, we can't put him already, but he already had his little brief run with MJF in the world title at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. You can't put him right back in the title picture already, but there's got to be something more entertaining you can do with him right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So hopefully, hopefully Starks gets this victory. I do think there will be some sort of shenanigans during this match if you mentioned that the title or the graphic has changed to Jericho Appreciation Society banned from ringside initially it did say everyone was banned from ringside yeah do we get a new member of the JAS maybe then um right does somebody new come down and then join the JAS on dynamite or some shit um does Jericho just pay somebody off like like you said Paul White Captain Insano something like that mm-hmm. I don't know but I think this match could have some entertainment to it yeah hopefully it's uh hopefully it's early in the pay-per-view while the while the crowd is still hot and it doesn't sort of like take the wind out of it yeah agreed agreed next up we have the texas death match john moxley taking on hangman adam page and we're back to me i am taking hangman in this match yeah i've gone with hangman as well we've had enough mocks on the tv for a while well there were rumors several months ago he wanted to take that vacation he still has not taken that vacation um so i assume that he still will take that vacation eventually right we we are about to be back with adam cole back on on the show right so there's going to be room because they did say this past week at least during the announcement of all access we forgot to mention it adam cole said the night all access debuts he would be making his in-ring return mm-hmm. so i'm assuming that is march 8th it's definitely not this wednesday so that that confirms that since adam cole's not wrestling on dynamite um so probably the dynamite after revolution with adam cole back and likely going to be making a push toward the aew title like i could see adam cole and mjf being next if MJF retains over Danielson at the pay-per-view. Um, there's room for Mox to not be on TV right now. Yeah, yeah. So him taking the loss here, getting the absolute shit kicked out of him, probably losing half the blood in his body. I think this this is going to be very graphic, but very entertaining. But I think it's Hangman's match to win here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that where's 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 Mox going all day? Definitely, he's just going to the blood bank to get. You just keep picking up blood donations. I mean, back. probably probably has to at that point. <laughs> the amount of blood he loses. <laughs> oh man all right well we got some title matches as well that's the we only have two non-title matches so far for the pay-per-view the other five are title matches moving on to the tnt title match we have samoa joe defending against wardlow who are you taking joe yeah me too i am taking samoa joe to retain the tnt title over matt morgan um i think that um it could be a good match but we did have a little bit of hot potato with yeah. the TNT title for a while. Probably a good idea to leave it on Joe for a little bit longer until Takeshita is ready to claim it. Yeah, uh, yeah, just just a, leave it on it a couple more weeks. Um, Joe's probably going over to Ring of Honor for a while. Um, so yeah, he doesn't need that other belt as well. Oh, that's yeah. very true. That yeah, is very true. Let's uh, give it to Takeshita rather than Wardlow. Yeah, agreed. Please. Agreed. Cool. <laughs> 
the tag team title Fatal 4-Way is next. We have the Guns defending against the Acclaimed, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, and a team that will be decided in that Casino Battle Royal this Wednesday night. Um, so currently unknown, but I think we already know who one of the teams we already know about is winning this match. I will say that. Um, yes. I am going with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Wow. I was sat there looking at it now and be like, yeah, it makes sense for the guns to keep it. But, you know, the guns aren't that high profile. It doesn't matter if, if their reign is only like two or three weeks long. Um, like, how funny would it be if um, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal managed to walk away with the titles here? Especially because I want to say they've been doing amazing work, but they've definitely been doing a lot of the work. Like, with oh, yeah. Sam no, Jay they've, they've been a big part. A big part of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's put it on um, Jeff Jarrett. You're going with that too? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that um, there will be a few title changes at Revolution. Um, there at least should be one. So this makes sense to me, right? Anytime we have a multi-man match, there's no guarantee that the champions walk out still with the titles. But a lot of times they do these matches to allow the champs to pick up a, a squeaker win. Mm-hmm. Which is still a possibility, but I'm going to say Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, man. I think they got this one. Okay, cool. I really do. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Next up, we got the trios titles on the line as the Elite defends against the House of Black. Who are you taking? I really want the House of Black to win this one. I don't care if I predict every title to change on this this pay-per-view, but yeah, I'm going with House of Black. I am going with the House of Black as well. (laughs) I think it makes the most sense for them to win. The Elite do not need the trios titles right now. Omega has the IWGP US title the bucks don't need titles the house of black needs some sort of title right now (laughs) and this makes sense so i hope they win dude i really hope they win i really do we have the women's title triple threat match up next. Jamie Hayter defends against Soraya and Ruby Soho. And I think here that Hayter retains. Yeah, I've got with Hayter retains as well. Um, unless unless Ruby aligns with Soraya and they put they make they do the turn here. Um, okay. Every, 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 I think everyone's kind of suspecting that Ruby is going to join um, the bit of rejects. But unless they do that, then I can't see any way that Jamie Hayter is not winning this match. Match. And for God's sake, I'll be I'll be pissed as pissed as fuck if Soraya takes the win here and walks off with that belt because she can't wrestle for shit. Dude, she's a big name though. She's not big name. Maybe she was like the face of the the divas division, the women's division, and she got outclassed by Sky Blue this week. Sky Blue, who has been wrestling for not very long, and <laughs> Paige, who has been on the top of the women's division for years and years. Dude, she, she was the star of Total Divas. She's rubbish, man. I'm I'm sorry, she's rubbish. I'd rather watch Madison Rain than watch Paige. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. Oh, man. Well, I hope Jamie retains. I really do, but we'll see. And the main event, the 60-minute Iron Man match for the world title, MJF defending against Brian Danielson. Who are you taking? Well, we've we've this entire pay-per-view we've matched. I've been writing it down. We have matched every prediction. We have not we got a single have. one different. Um, we've not. Yeah, I do think this could go either way, to be fair. Like, I do too. Um, Honestly, I really do. It's time, Dan- I think every time Danielson gets a title shot, we go it's time Danielson had the belt it um, is time Danielson had the belt but then also MJ, MJF is really really good isn't he um, so I'm, I'm going to stick with MJF I think MJF is going to keep him I'm taking Brian Danielson you are I am going all the, our predictions going all the way down to that 60 minutes doesn't matter what happens in any of the matches <laughs> 
whoever whoever wins this match will decide who wins the predictions absolutely there had to be one difference i'm glad there was um i i feel like we get close to that 60 minutes with a tie it will not be zero to zero it will not be zero to zero but i feel like we approach that 60 minutes with it like two to two or something like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and within the final minute or two somehow danielson is going to get that victory oh yeah i think um with with whatever you get higher matches like none of it really matters until the like the last 15 seconds correct that's when they're like they lock on they lock on a submission it's like oh can they hold on can they hold on for 10 more seconds um but yeah i I do expect like mjf to go up like two nothing or something and then a good 20 minutes of this match is uh danielson like slowly pick picks up a win picks up another win um yeah then we get down to the very the very final seconds it all depends what happens there so and this this is the type of match where because it is 60 minutes and it is, you know, a test of stamina and a test of endurance and all that, like, this is the type of match where you can justify MJF dropping the title after just three months, but yeah. not necessarily being out of the title picture. Okay. Because I don't think if Danielson wins, which I'm taking him to win, as I mentioned, I don't think he immediately moves on to somebody new. Okay. You think we stick with the MJF thing? Do you reckon you'd pass it back to MJF, though? I think you could, potentially. Okay. Hot potato the main event. For a little bit. Not for a, not for a length the amount of time but there's there's nothing that says Danielson needs a lengthy run either his run could just be a couple months that is true. That is very, very true. Take us to double or nothing. Give us MJF and Danielson again in a 120-minute man Iron Man match. <laughs> Two hours. Yeah. Nah, as Jericho said, give us the 8.30. <laughs> Eight hours, 30-minute Iron Man match. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I, I do hope this match is entertaining. I hope there's some craziness, right? Some interference, some wackiness, just something to keep us going for that 60 minutes. Yeah, definitely. But I think the pay-per-view could be good. I don't know that it's looking as exciting as some of the previous pay-per-views. No, there's definitely no matches on here that are, like, are wetting my appetite, if you get me. I'm not um, salivating at the idea of any of these matches, but I am definitely interested in it. And we don't even really have any room for, like, a a debut. No, there is no surprise. Uh, Unless we had, like, a Christian moment where Tony Schiavone's on stage, like, oh, we're here to announce the next big signing for AEW, right? Like, and they bring Christian out just to talk for a minute. Like they do something like that potentially, but I don't think there's any room for a debut during a match. Okay, no, no. I see what you mean. Yeah, everything seems to be um, quite tied up with storylines, doesn't it? There's not much yes. open, unless it yes. is the Jade Cargill thing. Which um, could be. So we'll have to see if that's, if it's on the buy-in, it's nothing. If it's on Rampage, then it's probably nothing. But if it's on the main card, then it could be something. Then it's Monet? Um, no, that's... they're not going to bring in the IWGP Women's Champ to then get the TBS title as well. Uh, two belt Monet. Um, no, it'd be UFO Statlander. Chinese balloon Statlander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this week, though. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about what we have in store for AEW. Looking forward to it, man. I really am. Uh, before we get on out of here, shall we do the burial ground? Yeah, let's do it, Governor. Let's hit the gong! Last week, Sev, you sent John Moxley down and Evil Uno up. Yep. This week, I am not... Uh, I, I, I decided to not do wrestlers. Okay. I decided to do things. <laughs> <laughs> So going down in the burial ground for me, that because I really couldn't think like of anyone that deserved to go up or down this week in terms of performances that I that I really felt strongly about. So I decided to to make it entertaining this week. 
going down in the burial ground for me is the face of the Revolution ladder match. Oh, okay. Because it got demoted, dude. It's no longer on the pay-per-view. It's now on Dynamite. Even though it's going to be a hell of an exciting match, I'm v- looking forward to it the most, I think, on Wednesday night, and hopefully Takeshita wins, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. But why is it on the pay-per-view? I get it. It's a lengthier match, and we have a 60-minute Iron Man match. But fuck, there's probably room for this match on the pay-per-view. Yeah, this should I, this should have been our final match of the pay-per-view. Yeah, I think I think we're kind of pre um we're predispositioned to believe now that like if that match is on the pay-per-view, then we get a Joker, and then we all start speculating on who the Joker is. But as soon as they put it on Ram or Dynamite, they they gave us the Joker already in uh was his name Commander Which was Commander yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. So rather than rather than hyping us up over a Joker and then bringing Commander out, which I'm sure a lot of people don't know who he is, um, to just give us on Dynamite. I'm, I'm happy with it being on Dynamite, to be fair. Oh, I'm fine with it being on Dynamite. I'm just, it got demoted, so I sent, I sent it down. <laughs> and then coming up in the burial ground this week is All Access. All Access. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you excited? I am excited for All Access. I hope it's a cool show, dude. Like I said, I, I, I do think that having a, a different look, like, I didn't necessarily like watching Total Divas. Right. But Jessica used to watch it when we were together, when they when the show was on TV. And anytime she was watching it, like I would kind of listen to it and sort of pay attention because a lot of times they showed shit that was taking place like backstage during a pay-per-view or a Raw or a SmackDown or something. And I, and I like those behind the scenes looks. Um, so a show like that, that is more centered on the guys and girls and not just the girls in the company, I, I think could be really entertaining. So I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, we're going to put it up in the burial ground this week. Okay, cool, cool. So that's your burial ground. Face of the Revolution ladder match going down. All access coming up. Good burial ground. Different kind of burial ground this week. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Like it. Oh, man. Lengthier show, as usually happens when we have to make some predictions and everything. But I think that'll bring us to the close, unless you have anything else you want to mention before we get on out of here. No, I'm good. Let's go. All right. Well, we do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Blood and Destroyers and all the late wrestling podcasts made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. Want to help us and grow the show? Subscribe and spread the word. Details and ways to do just that can be found in the show notes on whichever podcast app you've chosen to listen to us on. And remember, in those show notes will be a link to our Discord server. Make sure you're in there for this coming Sunday's pay-per-view revolution. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of the show as usual is going to be theme song of the week. Last week, Sev, you went with Mercedes Monet, her NJPW, or just independent theme, I guess. Maybe she uses it everywhere she goes at this point, since she kind of paid for it and did it herself. (laughs) But uh, this week, my choice was made a little easy for me because we had a new Dark Order theme debut Mm -hmm. during that main event with John Moxley and Evil Uno. It's called Put Your Claws Up. And it's basically the same, like, melody and rhythm that the original theme had. There's been some vocals added, though, and, and a little bit of changes. Okay. And uh, it's it's really, really well done. So we are going to close out this week with the Dark Order's new theme called Put Your Claws Up. Now hit the music. Join the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order.